When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell. As always, I'm joined by the man himself, the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of that dreaded spine buster. He's the 1A tag team wrestling. He's my tag team partner. He's the 2024 Frank Gotch Award winner. And as of last week, the old Arn Anderson is back to his dastardly ways. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week? I told him, be careful what you wish for. That's right. I don't know how I can warn you anymore. He's back. And if you're not following his career journey, you need to be following it now because July 94 just went down last week and he grabbed Dustin Rhodes' head and put it right through the canvas as only he can. And afterwards, didn't we break a bone or two? Uh, oh, yeah. And we're going to get into that in some upcoming shows. So you got to listen to find out more about the rat bastard. Arn Anderson. Am I okay to say that without getting you bet? Close? You bet. Okay. And I right. thrive on being a rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good to see you, buddy. I've missed you. It's all I know, really, to be honest uh, with you. To say that I'm good at anything else, no. Nah, but he's good at being a rat bastard. If you yes. want to see Arn live in person, the rat bastard that I've come to know and love. You can, by the way, because there's a couple of events we wanted to mention right at the top of the show. This is our favorite episode to do, by the way, every month. It is Ask Arn Almost Anything. And I, and you know what, Arn? I can't wait to see what these guys have come up to ask you. There's so much going on right now in wrestling. Who knows what they're going to ask you? Well, we have but, a knowledgeable audience. We they're, do. We do. They're, they're, they're the best. They're the very best. Smart. They, they DM me, hit me up, and uh, are always complimentary of the show complimentary of, of you and just uh, your entertaining stories and, and just really getting to dive in and hear about your career through your eyes, through your perspective now. So it, it's just great to be a part of this on Dublin, Georgia Brock versus John Schuyler Emerald city fight night, March 2nd, as we said last week, be there 
It's going to be a big night for Brock, a return match for him. You're going to be there in his corner. Talk to us about Emerald City Fight Night on March 2nd. Yeah, he was very, very young in the business, very inexperienced. Got taught a little bit of a lesson that night. He is still green, as we know. It takes you about four or five years of regular wrestling to to really get it if you have such aptitude and attitude. Uh, Mr. Schuyler will be seeing a different Brock. He's put on some size, some strength, taught him a thing or two about being a rat bastard. <laughs> and uh, my friend who I always enjoy hugging his neck, Laser will be there. And uh, probably several other folks that I'm looking forward to seeing, but I don't want to advertise them and something happens. So we'll be there sense. a couple hours before show starts, sign some of these. Look, I did it right on cue, Arn. You're the man. And there I will got be, it. yeah, there, as you're listening to this podcast, you should be able to almost follow through this book and see that the two match up as far it as is. lives. And, 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 but the beauty of the book is you get to look at the pictures that have been illustrated to represent the book and the stories. And, and I, and I love it because RNA made you look like an absolute stud muffin throughout this book. Have you noticed that your physique, your hairline? I mean, you look incredible. Well, they got the physique right anyway. <laughs> oh man. It's so good. So well done. And, uh, if you don't have the book, you need the book. You need to get it autographed by Arn himself. And uh, he has them in hand, as he likes to say, at these conventions. So make sure you check it out. There's all kinds of other people that make appearances in this book. It would be cool to have this book. And like, you you know, I, I open it up and, and this page specifically, I don't know if you can see, but here's your old friend, Tony Schiavone interviewing you. There's nothing to say that you can't get Tony Schiavone to maybe put on a little autograph here on the arm book too, right? You could get this loaded with signatures if you wanted. Brilliant idea, of course. Yeah. So, so there's an opportunity to kind of get this thing filled up with other wrestlers. There's a picture here at the top here where it's the four horsemen all gathered together. Might not be an idea to fill that side up. You got JJ Dillon down here and the rest of the gang. Have them all sign this. What a keep. Could you imagine the collector's item that this would be if you got this with all the guys that make appearances in here and their autographs aren't very special? I would say pretty stout. Oh. Oh, so good. Uh, you're also going to be at GalaxyCon, Richmond, Virginia, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. Arn, is this you and Brock once again? Which days did you say? March 15th, 16th, and 17th, GalaxyCon in Richmond. That is correct. Brock will be with me there. It's going to be that's going to be a really big one. Richmond's a great wrestling town. So that will be three full days of hugging necks and shaking hands and telling stories and hopefully collecting some Hershey bars with almonds too. That'd be good. Uh, yeah. That, we need to get uh, back to that for you, Arn. It's time to refill the sugar cabinets again. We kind of took a break, but we're going to be there three yeah. days, you know, wake up during the night with those Hershey <laughs> bars laying on the counter there. Don't suck. It's time to restock his sugar <laughs> cabinet. All right. Take care of our man. Sweeten him up. Oh, 
Okay. Hey, Lauren, I'm here for you. Come on. Okay. You're not going to get who who's going to get mad when they turn to the left and turn to the right and just see Hershey bar sitting on both sides. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. Come on guys. Listen, so take care of our man, the enforcer, grab his book, grab him a Hershey bar and uh, it'll make everybody's day. Uh, also, before we move on to our first questions, check out the store arnlinks.com it's going to have the link to the horseman merch site of course i got that tv title sweatshirt on right now my horseman hat you're sporting your double a shirt which i love by the way i do see you sporting your shirts at the wrestling school lodi's is that is it lodi's wrestling school that you guys go to i started following that his school on instagram and i've been keeping up with you there's pictures of you there in the wrestling school for monday nights and certain nights that you go to the school there you guys go there quite a bit well that's where brock started very nice you know, that was his very first stepping inside the ropes and doing anything. He was his first trainer. Yeah. Um, and an excellent trainer. He's a uh, patient with the kids. He starts at ground zero, teaches them from the ground up. And I'll, you know, there with Brock, there's a few guys there with more experience than him, which is always a good thing. That's who you learn from. And so we go over twice a week. And uh, usually Monday and Wednesday, and uh, they got a pretty good crowd, sometimes 20 students. So uh, for those that don't know who I am, which are most of them that are too young, <sighs> I wear a shirt to let them know who I am. Well, they need to find, they need to, they need to get the old Peacock Network, WWE, and start digging in if they don't <laughs> know who you are or YouTube or something. We need to get these kids going. Come on. I might, your, been, I might have been facetious on that. I was going to say, it's it's like, let's stop playing video games, kids, and let's uh, <laughs> let's start watching some old school wrestling. Arn, we got to get into this week's episode because we have so many questions. I already know we're not going to get to them all, but we'll do our best. We we saved some questions from last month we didn't get to, so we'll get into those as well. But uh, I wanted to talk about Waterloo, Iowa. This is going to be a heck of a weekend in the middle of the summer. Myself, it will be in attendance. You Aaron, Brock, we're working out all the details now. We'll all be there. Uh, one of our listeners, Travis Bobcock, commented on uh, our post. He said, not a question, but I started going to the George Tragos Luthes Hall of Fame weekend in 2022, and as a lifelong wrestling fan, I will go every year from now on. It's an absolutely amazing experience and a must-do at least once for any wrestling fan. They've made a few changes for this year's autograph session and Hall of Fame banquet which will both be on Friday in the live wrestling show and a few other things that will be on Saturday. I hope that helps you guys a little bit, and I can't wait to see you guys in Waterloo in July. Arn, we are familiar with the schedule now. Thank you, Travis. But Friday night's your big induction. We have requested the person to uh, induct you, which we won't make uh, everyone aware of now. So it'll be a nice surprise, and maybe we'll talk about it as we get closer. They're confident that that's going to work out for you. And then uh, Brock is going to be wrestling as well that weekend, which we're excited about. There'll be autograph time. This is going to be a happening, my friend. Yeah, and, and it should be. I mean, it's uh, going back and reading through the history of, of that. It's what an honor. What an honor it is. Shivani's going to be getting yes. the uh, announcer's Gordon, Gordon Soli Award. Yes. That's it's huge. Uh, Tom Pritchard is getting the trainer award oh, which, what a weekend man i'm so pumped you know i'm Love just wondering time. they nailed the other two i'm just wondering how oh, i wormed oh. my way in there but uh, dr tom pritchard tony shivani and arn anderson are you kidding me 
That's amazing. Well, we? one thing's for sure. We all love this business and we'll do anything we can to, to see that it flourishes on and uh, contribute the best we can. It's going to be happening, guys. It be there. I'm telling you, all the profits that go from the wrestling show go to the Hall of Fame. They continue to build that up and create a great experience. Uh, check it out. You want to be there live. Our man is going to put on, have a speech uh, ready for his induction. So we're really excited about that. With that said, it's time to get to ask on almost any anything. And here we go. Up first, we start with the first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club. Miss Amy. She Hello, wants Amy. Know, yeah, great. Great to always hear from you, Amy. And uh, she wants to know, who drives when you and Brock travel together to events? I do. You're the driver. I drive no matter who I'm traveling with, even if it's their car. Really? They're like, Arn, here's my keys. Well, I've certainly got the most miles. I got the most experience, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. Knock on wood without any issues. And, uh, yeah, I always drive. I've been around Shivani a little bit, and he likes to also drive, too. He's a driver. I haven't made a trip with Tony in quite some time. Okay. I would be all right with Tony driving. It, it, it's funny to hear you guys that have been up and down the roads. You guys like to be the drivers. That's just something that you like to do at this point in your life. Well, yeah, I mean, I can stay plugged in to the trip and uh, awake and everything if I'm driving. If I sit over in the passenger seat, now it becomes my responsibility to be awake and alert. And because shotgun, you make sure that driver don't doze off because if he does, guess what? Everybody gets it. That's true. So at any time you and Aaron go somewhere on trip, it's Arn. Here's the key. Arn's driving. There you go. All right. And, uh, well, and you know, it's just, this is a roundabout way of it, but she didn't see great at night, you know? Okay. So I don't have to argue that much with her. Now I have to argue with her sometimes on the trip up in the daylight. It's the return trip that, and none of your stuff with your neck or any of that bothers you while driving, trying to turn and see and all that. And you're good with that. Um, well, the only, yeah, my neck's not an issue. It's my back. Okay. Gotcha. And if my back's out, everything is the shit. I bet. I bet. She, uh, Amy goes on and wants to know what you miss most about being an agent and being on the road. Nothing. <laughs> Don't miss a thing. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I can honestly say beyond reproach, I have never woke up since WWE days. I've never woke up and went, God, I wish I could be an agent today. I wish I could be a producer of that. All I have to be responsible for is me. Yeah. And after so many years of doing it, it's got to be such a relief, man. I trust me. Yeah. I'll know true. what the, I'll know what the right thing is and I will be able to communicate it to you. Now whether you go with that or not, that's entirely up with you, but I'm pretty, you know, the one thing that kept me in that job for 25 years or whatever it was, 24 years is I have one innate ability to be able to spot talent 
and know what they should or shouldn't do and convey that to them, which is a pretty good talent to have. And that's why you had such longevity. It speaks volumes. And the talent that you worked with was pretty freaking good. And, I mean, yeah. You, yeah. And the honesty yeah. of looking at somebody and going, hey, you do this, 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 this flawlessly. This, not so much. I'd take that out. And having their trust, because I don't do it in a smart-ass way, I'm trying to protect them from them. Mm. But if, if, if you give them that option and they choose not to do it, where it gets frustrating for me is getting the heat and the responsibility for something in a match that I advised them not to do, and they do it anyway, and now I get the heat for it. Right. That's pretty frustrating. If that's you think, think about it. think think about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's that that sucks totally. I get you. Uh, Amy is also interested to know if there's anyone in particular that you've been missing that you're looking forward to seeing in Waterloo. We just talked about a couple guys. Uh, anybody that you're looking forward to seeing out there? All of them. Yep. Because I have a, I have a what I think is at least a pretty fair and good relationship with everybody I've ever came in contact with in the business with just few exceptions. The uh, final question. That's the burning question from the last couple of weeks. The entire wrestling community wants answered and who better to answer the question about a Rhodes than an Anderson is Cody going to finish the story. And should he at WrestleMania? I certainly hope so. There you go. That's all I that's all I can say beyond reproach is I certainly hope so. Sam Lawson says, "Well deserved cheers to you on induction to the Hall of Fame." My question is about missed opportunities. Who would you say is the wrestler who had it all? The look, the work rate, mic skills, the tools to be a superstar, but it just didn't work out for him. Hmm. Wow. I don't know that there's that many guys that had, in most people's opinion, just glaring tools and didn't make it. Here's a guy I'm going to throw out to you and get your opinion on. He's a guy that he held the world championship, but he's also a guy that I feel like became just a steady Eddie when everyone thought this guy has the ability. He could have been a multiple time. I don't know. I just felt like he could have always been more in the WWE. He's now in TNA and that's Dolph Ziggler. What are your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler? Big fan, big fan, because he first and foremost knows the most important thing and the biggest responsibility of every performer that steps through the ropes, number one, get the match over. If you get the match over, you're ahead of the game. Then depending on outcome and results and hopes for results, you have the responsibility of getting your opponent over and yourself. So, 
Dolph had the, that quality. He knew what his job was that night, and he could go out and he could cater to a guy's strengths, cater to his weaknesses as far as, say, let's don't do that. Longevity. He was a guy that didn't get hurt very much, very right. durable. And, brother, he would go out, and, and the excitement that he brought to a match was I thought exceptional. I'm a big, big Dolph, Dolph Ziggler fan. Yeah. Work rate, all of the tools. And it's just not that he wasn't always known as a superstar and all that, but it just felt like, uh, as far as status on the card, he could all, he could be a guy that should always be on top or right there near the top. But for whatever reason was just used more of a, of a steady Eddie or to help get guys over for a lot of, a lot of his time there. Now he's in TNA and man, he came in like a big star, and I'm, I'm so excited for him. The only the only thing he was missing was the right guy pulling for him. Mm. When you have all the talents that he has, and there's something missing, you may look to see who's who went to bat for him and who didn't. Because sometimes that can work for you or against you, and I'll leave it at, at that. Got it. This episode of The Arn Show is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed at bluechew.com. Isn't that right, Arn? One thing I found out the hard way is that aging does no jobs. You will not win in the war with aging. But... Prior to this, there was no option on how to fix it. You just had to suffer with it. I'm going to go the rest of my life. No sex. But, but, Blue Chew said, no, that's probably not the way we're going to go about this. And we're not going to charge you $60 a pill. We're going to make it affordable. We're going to make it work. And you can take your beat up old body and turn it into a sex machine. Oh, that's right, Arn. Blue Chew is the hot tag you didn't know you need, but you wanted. And my God, now you know you need it. Listen, it's so easy. It's that unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable form and it's simple. Bluechew.com. We love simple things, don't we, Arn? Yeah, man. Don't make it hard. Well, do make it hard. <laughs> I almost said the wrong thing. Yeah, we don't want to make it hard on you to make it hard. No, we want to make it simple to do so to get it hard. And listen, when you head over to bluechew.com, you're going to talk to one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you're going to get a prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. There's no weird, awkward visits to the doctor's office. No strange conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. So let's tell you how to do it. We got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and safety info. It's bluechew.com promo code ARN, and you will be in heaven, my friends. Back in the game with Blue Chew. We want to thank Blue Chew for supporting the Arn Show and make sure you use that promo code Arn. That's right, bluechew.com, promo code Arn. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Sam goes on to say, Arn, the graphic novel is fantastic and was well worth the wait. I can't help but notice you ended on a cliffhanger. So I hope we're going to get a sequel. My question was, let's say any comments on that before I move forward. Well, that's the way uh, most movies that I see, I hope, leave me wanting more, not less. And I hope that's what we did. There you go. He said, my question is about promo work. I'm sure wrestlers, both past and present, have asked you for promo advice. Can you share a few major points that up-and-coming wrestlers should always include in their promo work? Thanks, and I hope to meet you at the Hall of Fame ceremony in Waterloo this year. And I look forward to meeting you as well, sir. Um, My biggest piece of advice in short form would be just this. Talk to your audience, not at them. And they will understand you much, much better. If they feel like you're screaming at them, it's not, it's a turnoff. But if they feel like you're talking to them and you give them something in everyday life that they can compare what you're trying to, the point you're trying to get across, then they go, oh yeah, I get that. Example, everybody knows if you've been walking down the street with, you know, with your girlfriend or wife or playing grab ass or whatever and not paying attention, when you step off a curve and roll your ankle, everybody sells it the same way. You sit right on your ass, you pull that foot up to you and you go, don't touch it. (laughs) That's right. There are just some things that we inherently as human beings understand, right? Yeah. Uh, if you get hit in the nose, what is the first thing that happens? It, oh. Whether it bleeds or not, your eyes start watering. Eyes water up, squint, whole nine yards. That's right. Okay. Well, convey that. Use it. Plug it in. Make it something that everybody understands. I like it. Matt S is up next. And Matt, by the way, it was a pleasure to meet you recently. Uh, connected with me on X. And he said, if Arn had to choose one match from his whole career where he felt the most pressure to deliver a great match, which match is it and why? I always felt the pressure to have the best match I could. I, I don't know whether it was going to be a great match, but it was the best that I could do and to put the most thought into plugging in their, their strengths and staying away from their weaknesses. And when it was all said and done, give the audience the feeling that, well, he got beat, but you know what? He made the guy earn it. And they respect that for both parties. We've uh, we've covered here on the show, going through your career, a couple of world title match shots. Did you go into those feeling any differently than you had any other shots or matches on pay-per-view or 
do you feel like you approach those a little differently or thought about those a little differently? The fact that the title was on the line only meant one thing. I needed to get at some point during that match, my opponent in trouble to where it looked like he might possibly lose the title. And if you never get your, the champion who was a baby face, if you never got him in trouble, you didn't give the audience time to get behind him mm -hmm. or the opportunity to pull for him. If he was never hurt, never in trouble, and hey, he may lose this thing. That's your responsibility as a heel challenger. So it was less about pressure. It was more about making sure that you conveyed the right story telling of a, of a title match. Thank you. Yeah, no, I get you. And, but that shows that you were just a consummate professional and just focused on what your job was uh, versus, you know, any type of pressure. Brian Haremza has a couple questions. He says, has there ever been a show that once you got done performing, you thought, man, I can't wait to go back and watch this show. Uh, rockers Saturday night main event. Okay. Just the platform was huge. The opponents were huge. Everything. I mean, in those days when you were on Saturday night main event, they had an audience. It was some ridiculous number. I oh, thought, yeah. Oh my God. And you knew if you just had enough time, all I prayed for when, and thank God that, uh, Dick Ebersole, he loved, he liked Tully and I, Thank God. And he was the boss of that show and he would make sure we had enough time to go get it done. The few times that we're on that show. And, uh, that's the one I couldn't wait to get back and, and watch. That's cool. Uh, Brian also wants to know, has there been a time when you were in the ring doing your best heel work and you suddenly realize you're being cheered? If so, do you go with it or do you become an even bigger heel to get the crowd to boo you? Famous story. Uh, do you remember PN News? Oh, I do. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Come on. I called him CN News, which drove him nuts. <laughs> um, we're in Philadelphia. And uh, for some reason, maybe it was the nasty yarn that they liked, but they like them salty they like them tough look at their sports teams yeah you know you know what people in philadelphia like and don't like so i'm out there forget about where we are being philadelphia for a moment i made the mistake of just doing what i do and going out and making the baby face a better wrestler that's the story so if I do poke him in the eye or kick him in the knee or kick him in the gone ads, it's because I can't out-wrestle him. The gone ads. And that part of the story is always important. There's right. got to be a reason that you do something dastardly. You're not having much luck in a wrestling match. So I'm bouncing around. They did not move. They didn't budge. There was not a sound so finally I kicked his knee out from under him or something and the place exploded with cheers, with cheers, <laughs> with cheers. It's Billy baby. Kick that guy's ass. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So I put the boots to him. They're cheering. I missed something 
probably came off the top, which is a mistake for me, as we all know. <laughs> he turned it around. They went completely silent. He made his comeback with to two complete silence. Some little dipsy doodle. <clears throat> he beat me right in the middle. <laughs> silence. Oh, I stood up. At, he had left the ring, and I just looked around, and I just it's like, yeah, you and, did the Jordan shrug, and they exploded again. Oh, so good. Could not control that crowd. They gave. They were telling me exactly what they wanted, what they would buy. Go ahead, but we want to see you kick his ass, not what you're giving me. To me, as a fan, that is all. I would have had so much fun being there cheering a heel arm against PN News. Oh, like they, were. they were. They oh. were having fun. It was a good crowd that night, That's too. Fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, the, no, there's no doubt about why ECW did so well in Philadelphia, baby. The home of Extreme Championship Wrestling. They locked their violence. Yeah. Uh, the Orange Show's own Dominic D'Angelo. He helps us get this show out to the masses week after week. The big YouTube helper as a follow-up to a previous question. He asked you, he said, we touched on the hypothetical that you would rather work a main event program with attitude era, Austin over the 1980s Hogan health, notwithstanding. What do you think would be an intriguing storyline for you and stone cold to feud over? Hmm. Now, would this be the Attitude Era Austin? Oh, yeah. You and Austin, that's who you said you'd rather work a program with. So he wants to know you and an Attitude Era Austin. What would be a good, intriguing storyline for the two of you? Oh, God. You, could, you couldn't really go wrong with anything with him, right? Any no. subject, Any subject matter? You could you could go well, and the only problem is is people probably I don't know that everybody's paying attention to WCW, but it, you could come from the angle like I helped I helped make who you were before you even got here, and you've disrespected me. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with something, <clears throat> something about not respecting those who came before you. No, I weak? think it would have to be more direct. It okay. has to be something that that would give me a set of balls for yeah you gotta have even addressing there's been speculation over and we all steal from each other in this business but there's been speculation that Austin's interview style oh. came originated with me and he took some aspects of it. Of course sure he had his own verbiage but his pacing and his you know, his cut right through the bullshit. Maybe if I walked out on there totally unannounced and broke, busted one of his interviews, and I mean totally unannounced, and just, what you know, said something along the lines of, uh, you know, you know, and I know. They might not have caught, caught on yet, but I know where you get your stick, and you know where you get your stick. Yeah, before there was Austin 316, there was Arn 316, you son you know, of a bitch. I was saying and doing things that you do 10 years ago and approach it to where they go, whoa, 
I just didn't have the opportunity to smack my boss in the mouth and get away yeah, with it. Right. And that's the only advantage that you've got over me. Fight fire with fire, as the Metallica song says. You know, to point out, you know, and, and, and I have read, you know, over the years that, and I'm flattered and honored if, if that's the case, that he stole a few things promo-wise. Yeah. For me, and maybe not. Maybe he never looked at it as that being the case. But And if it's not, it's just a strange coincidence, and that's cool, too, because I got nothing but love and respect for Steve Austin. He's a great dude. And unbelievable, the path that he cut through the business, which every one of us benefited from. But I think from a storyline perspective, it, 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 it plays. Where, where you're headed with that, it, it would play in terms of you could easily say that and people could, that would click for people to say, Oh, I can, I can see what aren't saying and, uh, and be able to develop something out of that. And not don't go the cheap copycat. Cause that's not what it was. It's just, Hey, yeah. You know, you and I've been up and down the road. We've had some conversations, you know, we know what we're talking about and it's always make him who he is superstar. It's not, Hey, you're a cheap copycat of me. Sure. That's a bullshit deal anyway. Nobody's yeah. going to buy that. But yeah. Yeah. That might be yeah. something, Dom. Yeah, Dom. All right. I'm talking to the mentor here, Arn Anderson. Ad Free Shows member, the one Justin Whitley is up next. And he wrote, Would Arna even consider training new wrestlers or maybe even just one besides his son, Brock? Just a curious thought. Well, I'm, I'm helping the, the, students at Lodi school when I'm there, okay. not on a full-time basis right now. I don't think I'm too concerned with the other stuff that we're going and this is fixing to turn into the hot season. But, you know, anybody that asks me, I will be happy to help them. If I'm in the area of the ring or in backstage or whatever, if they ask, I will do my best to help them. I wish I was physically fit to show them because I would be showing Brock. And that's the one thing that I hate is I'm just too beat up and my back is such a, it's such a question mark. Every time I step through the ropes, I mean, I was hitting, just hitting the ropes the other night and the next day I felt it. Uh, yeah. I was actually so, I never even fell down. I was just hitting the ropes back and forth, trying to show them how to grab it on the way in and tuck it under their arm and, and the next day, my back was friggin' sore. Well, Arn, as a friend, I would say you're at the point where you just need to talk people through stuff. Don't be going and hitting your body on anything. I understand, and that's what I do, and that's okay, all I'm capable good. of. I'm not stupid enough to try to show them something. Yeah, don't be taking any turnbuckle smashes or... Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon C. wants to know the best British wrestler you've ever shared a ring with. Oh, that'd probably be Regal. Uh, yeah. No question. Yeah. That's uh that that was I think I when I read that I thought, man, he's gotta go William Regal. I got you respected so much what he did in the ring. Yeah, and I mean there are a lot of great, you know, wrestlers. The British Bulldogs were good. You know, Les Thornton was an exceptional wrestler, but I, I didn't work with those guys. I think you know, I was only in the ring with the Bulldogs once or twice. He uh, asked if you have any memories of working with Chick Donovan. 
Oh, yes. Pensacola. Pensacola. Um, when I first went there in 84 for the second time, I was there three weeks, did my loop around and came back and was there in 84. He was working there and I broke my ankle working with him. Hmm. That's so, a big time memory. He'll never forget that. Well, and in those days, it's not like you could take off and get paid. Ooh. So I went through about four or five weeks of my ankle taped, heavily taped. And it wasn't something that he did maliciously. It was just a mistake. But it's something you don't forget. When you get hurt like that in the ring, you got to have your wheels. We don't think about our feet until we start trying to walk. And then you go, oh, I need that. Yeah. And uh, that's what I remember from Chick Donovan. I know I saw a picture of him not too long ago online. Still looks good. Hmm. He's got to be, oh, he's got to be mid-70s, isn't he? I can, I'll look him up. I'll ask you the next question, I'll, and I'll tell you for sure. Okay. I'll look him up here in a minute. Uh, let's go on to Dylan's question. Dylan says uh, he wants to know what you think of Dustin's legacy will be in the business after his career is all said and done. Is it the natural? Is it gold dust? Dustin's ability and willingness to work with anybody, or is it something else? What do you think his legacy will be, Dustin Rhodes? Well, the gold dust thing doesn't work unless you can perform because that's an uncomfortable scenario for some people as he, as he portrayed that character and some of the sexual risque things that, that he kind of teased during his matches. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Without being an excellent performer and having a thought process of, Okay, how much is too far? How much is just enough? What's the, what's the tease? You got to be a smart guy to pull that off. But the natural Dustin Rhodes could go out and have a match with anybody. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I don't think you have one without the other as far as the gold dust. I don't know that he could have pulled that off had he not been the performer. Right. Dustin, it just proved to me it proved what he's capable of. He's very versatile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Long way around. That's what I was trying to get to. Chick Donovan circling back on that one, Arn. 76 on March the 7th, he turned 77. There you go. So, and if there's a picture accompanying it, looks pretty damn good for 77. Yeah. I, I don't see a, uh, a photo, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, still going strong and, uh, he made his debut in wrestling in 1977. And uh, so there you go. Uh, we'll move on. Brad Stanton asking a practical question this week because he is a practical guy. Brad Stanton. From Come on, Brad. Area. You're not You're not practical. He Are is. you? He considers himself practically perfect in every way. I'm kidding. Uh, he's a good dude. And he's a part of a podcast, by the way, Arn. Very entertaining. I think he's the he's he's probably one of the most entertaining parts of the podcast, Kickout Crew. He says, What are your plans for WrestleMania weekend? Any signings, appearances? Are you doing WrestleCon? WrestleMania. You bet I am. There you Certainly go. Certainly am. Brock and I will be there. Uh 
We're coming into that Thursday before, and we'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, all day, every day, pretty much, I think. Okay. Yeah. A lot miss, of people going to be in this area. Wouldn't miss that one. That would be uh That's a staple event for you guys, isn't it? And once a year, every year. That and uh, WrestleCon. WrestleCon and then WrestleCade in Thanksgiving. Yes. Yep. Yep, those two are the biggies. And you get to well, see a lot of folks during that weekend. Speaking of uh, WrestleCon, we know that's WrestleMania weekend, which translates right into our next question. Alex Pyres Redondo is eager to know your thoughts on The Rock, Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns' storyline for WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. And as you think about what you want to say, he adds... I wrote this promo for Arn if he was in WWE and how he would reacted to this from Cody. And this is the promo that he wrote, would, wrote thinking this would be you, Arn. There's two big differences between you and I, Cody. The Rock wants to take your WrestleMania 40 main event match with Roman Reigns. And The Rock says, I'm taking your WrestleMania event spot. And you say, okay, take it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I'd pull out the Glock put it on the rock's forehead and spill his brains all over the concrete. <laughs> oh, you got to love our fans, Arn Anderson. I mean, how fun was that? <laughs> Sick man. <laughs> hey, that's close to the promo you cut when you were in AW together with them. That yeah, was close. But, uh, yeah. I well, think, what do you, th what do you think? Well, I haven't seen the, the promo that you talked about that, he almost gave his oh, I match guess away. He I guess yeah, he, gave it. he did, but then he took it back. So now it is set up to be Cody and Roman for the undisputed champion uh, at ch championship at WrestleMania as we sit here today and record this. And anything can change as we have seen. Anything can take a left turn. But as you and I sit and record it today, it is Cody Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Finishing the story. Well, I would like to hear a convincing about face promo from Cody. Okay. You know, I've always tried to do what I thought wrestling fans wanted. Boy, did I get this wrong and be firm, pissed, defiant, and pretty much go back to his story. Mm. I don't. I don't want to win. I don't want to. I don't want to beat Roman. I have to beat Roman. Yeah. You know, and that is my legacy. Everything I've done up to this point doesn't matter. And I had one brief moment of bad decision making because I thought, as I've always done, that's not what you wanted to see. You wanted to see Rock and Roman. Well. That ain't the way this goes down. I earned the right. I'm taking the right. When it's all said and done, there'll be no question who the, who the champion is. Yeah. It's time for me to be selfish. It's, it's time, time for, for me to do this for the family. It's he needs time. to nut up. Yeah. But I think he needs to nut up on his behalf. Not yes. so much Not so much for the fans or his, his kid or his wife. Yeah. But he's, I'm taking this one for me. This one, this belongs yeah. to me. This is mine. It belongs to I'm, me. I've worked too hard, too long. This is mine.
The New York Fed just announced that credit card debt hit $1.13 trillion. And while the nation's credit card debt is at an all-time high, yours doesn't have to be. Here's a little secret. Your home value is still likely higher than what it was when you bought it. So why not put that equity you've built to work and use it to pay off those high-interest credit cards? And you can do that right now by going to SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did we mention skipping your next two house payments? That's right. No house payment for two months. Let the team at Save With Conrad run the numbers and see what's possible for you. Give them a call at 888-425-0105 or go to www.savewithconrad.com today. And MLS number 32416, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, so but by the time this airs, guys, because we record two shows at a time, we're we're in advance of because Rock and Roma are going to show up on SmackDown. We're recording in advance of all this, so this is where we're at with it. They had a press conference. Rock and Roman and Seth and Cody were on stage. They all ended up in a four way right before the Super Bowl. Arn, they had like almost a a movie style promo uh, teaser, a trailer. And it's the four of them facing off. So there's going to be, and, and it was cool. I'm telling you, it's cool with what they're doing. Uh, those four staring each other down. So it's it's hard to see the twists and turns that are going to take. But as of right now, it is Cody and Roman, but it is the buzz of the wrestling world. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But your guy, Cody, who you've long since loved and had a, a, a great friendship with, is at the dead center of uh, WrestleMania 40 a anniversary WrestleMania going into the main event. And you have to be very happy for your guy, Cody. Um, yeah. I mean, Cody broke me out of mothballs and let me enjoy. And the time I was with him, let me enjoy the business again. When I was completely burnt out on the backstage part of it, I was never burnt out on the performance side of it. Hmm. Uh, so he made that happen. Thank yous to Tony Khan. Thank you to, to Cody. I mean, once again, they, they allowed me to enjoy the business again and love the business, which I've always loved the wrestling part of it. I just not too much on the politics. Right. That part burns you out. No doubt yeah. about it. And it really does. It just consumes you. And uh, so I will be eternally grateful I'll bounce one off of you if you want to make it interesting. Fatal four-way, winner take all, consolidate the two titles. Mm. That's a good one. There's a, here, here, I'll bounce one off you. Is that okay since we're doing this? You betcha. Because I've had some guys hit me up and, and throw some ideas out. <clears throat> night one, because there's two nights of WrestleMania. Night one, you have a tag match. You have Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth with the winner 
get, there's a stipulation, right? So Rock and Roman go over, and now they get to say who's the special referee of the Cody Roman match the next night. Rock and Roman go over night one. Rock is now saying, I'm going to be the special guest referee. Now, right now, Rock's kind of playing a heel because he's the one who stole Cody's match, supposedly. Rock goes into referee on night two. It's Cody. It's Roman. Here comes Roman's boy, Solo and whatever, interfere. Rock says, uh-uh, we're not doing it this way. Does the old Tyson turn. And and throws out Sokoa, throws out you know the other uh, Samoan says it's not going down that way. Counts the three on Roman. Cody raises the title. He's the champ. Ro- Rock's ha- raising his hand. He's a babyface once again because he made the right decision. And now at SummerSlam, you have the head of the table match, Roman Reigns versus The Rock, with The Rock as the babyface, but you still got Cody. Winning the title as champion—that's a big. That's one of the ones I'm seeing going around. What do you think of that? <sighs> that's very detailed, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of thought went into that. I know. <laughs> I would just say this is like a rule of thumb and something that I've learned over the years, and I think I'm pretty close to being right. If you really want to make a baby face and move him to the next level, he wins with his finish. Okay. Clean, but still with the rock counting the three. It may take to no. Okay. No, I, I think it's, I go back to the fatal four way. Okay. And now you have that consolidation. The winner you consolidate the championships. You only have one each time. If you have that going in, think about this and building the match. Every time Roman gets covered by somebody, there's a mad scramble to make a save. Yeah. Every time Seth gets covered by somebody, there's a mad scramble to make a save. So they're having to save each other because they can lose their championship without losing the fall. That would create for one hell of an exciting match. I mean, that's one you could go 30 minutes. Yeah, easily. You know, uh, just, just, I mean, that, again, that's it's just a thought, but it, it, it shouldn't be anything backhanded or off the wall when Cody, if he's going to fulfill his dream, he needs to do it with his finish, one, two, three. Okay, I like it. And if I'm the other guy that gets beat, I want to get beat not by a roll-up with a handful of tights. I want to get beat by your best stuff. What is your best move? And that's what you're going to beat me with. Not something cross-body roll through a handful of tights. That don't work. I want to hear the one. I want to see it. I know that's it. And hear one, two three new champion good shit this is this is good stuff and i'm glad that you embellished us with some of this current product i know we don't normally get into it but man this is good this is what people are interested in talking about right now we're hot in the wrestlemania season uh so thank you for doing that uh nick lens asked arn if you were cast in a movie or tv show as a mentor or boss what genre would you like to be in 
Hmm. Are you a mob boss? Are you a... How about Al Bundy's boss at the shoe store? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, that's the greatest show that was ever on TV. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, uh, man. That put Fox on the mat. That and Simpsons. I mean, I'm like, I, uh, was, I was just those were, yeah. The writers were so clever. The characters yeah. were so clear and so distinct. It was awesome. There you go. Make him the boss of Al Bundy at the shoe store. Yeah, he would just pop in, not every episode, say every ep third episode, and turn something around or bust Al from looking at <laughs> looking at the wrong lady's legs or whatever. Right. There were unlimited entertainment value. Drew Landry with a fun hypothetical. What would be a match you would love to relive? Hmm. Oh. Go back in time and be in that arena one more time and relive that feeling. Let me come back to that one. Okay. Drew also said, how much of a difference would Jim Cornette be as the horseman's manager than J.J. Dillon? Uh, Jimmy would thrive in any capacity with anybody. I just think J.J. fit the gimmick a lot better. The suit, the whole deal. The, the debonair approach, he was a little bit, yeah. Articulate, you know, um, JJ cut a hell of a promo and he make you think he was the, the, uh, president of MGM and you yeah. wouldn't doubt it. You know, he just had that. Jimmy was that sleazy manager that would hit a guy with a tennis racket, uh, from behind and dress on purpose and loud clothing, irritating clothing, like Jesus Christ. Did he really pick that out and put it on on purpose? He understood getting heat. J.J. Dillon had more of that executive presence type feel as a leader of a horseman, which you needed. The Rolex wearing, styling suits and all that. J.J. could take a two-minute promo that, that we were all standing there and do the whole thing. And when it was over, you did not feel cheated that you didn't hear any of, from any of us. Wow. That's cool. Was that good? Yeah, it was good. Adam Krasnoff with a question we all want to know the answer to. How difficult was it to hold back laughter when Mean Gene would interject his dry humor in the interview? <laughs> One of my favorite comedic moments was when Gene was holding a supposed press conference hyping Starcade 93 to take place at the Charlotte Coliseum. He's maintaining a straight face while exaggerating a list of places that got outbid to host Starcade that year. Gene claimed the bids were submitted from all over the world, including the United Kingdom, Japan, South Africa, and Brazil, as well as such major American cities as, and I quote, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Des Moines, Iowa. Arn, what did you think about Gene and his comedic timing? Gene Oakland is a uh, national treasure. I hope he's revered that way by every wrestling fan. One of the most articulate, quick-witted 
him and Bobby Heenan playing off each other was platinum. But Gene Oakland was every bit as dry and funny as Bobby was really in his own way. Yeah. You just had to listen because Gene would say it with a straight face. You know, it was tongue in cheek with Bobby, but Gene would just, I mean, he could read the phone book and you'd start laughing because you knew he's full of shit. To think both of those guys came out of the Vern Gagne territory too. I mean, two talented guys like that. Both came from that territory. Let's don't forget Nick Parkwinkle. Well, yeah. Same. same, Yeah. Yeah. The talent, the talent that came out of that territory is ridiculous. You're not kidding. Uh, Adam also wants to know if you can talk about what travel was like for the annual Sturgis pay-per-views hog wild, then renamed road wild. Do you have any memorable stories to share from those events uh, on a Tuesday with the Taskmaster episode? Sullivan said that you were his travel partner for those trips. Rotten hotel. There were no Marriott properties, but uh, <laughs> it was red roof comfort in budget in. <laughs> Budget in some some places with no name. Just said motel. You know, we were not in the upper crust of you know with the brass to be put up somewhere special. I don't think, and uh, it was no. I felt bad for the women because in the trailers, bathrooms didn't work. Some uh. of them, and some of them, you'd have to go to the public bathroom inside the arena that was right there. And, you know, that was had all the fans roaming around. I mean, you didn't have a choice. You had to use the bathroom somewhere. You're like, can I have an autograph? You're like, can I take a piss first? What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was not the best facilities. Just put it to you that way. Yeah. So, so it was Sullivan a highlight though, at least doing it with him, traveling with him. We laughed. We made our own fun. We'd laugh at each other. And he had brother, you know, brother. You know, he had that Boston. Oh, well, Boston hell, I know game. all about it, buddy. Hell, we're, I know all about it. We're going to have to do a show together somewhere. We are. We're, the three of us are going to get together, and you're going to hear about every stat from every Carl Yastrzemski reference and hit and bat, at bat and but boxer. And, and, and he'll be yeah. right. He'll he be, is. He'll be right on most of it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent right. Most. Uh, there's. Uh, we're gonna have a shirt called "Educate Us." Hashtag Educate Us. Because man, when he starts talking, he's like, "Paul, did you ever hear?" And I'm like, "No, I don't even know what you're gonna say next." But no, I never heard about it. So please educate us. Well, when we get to that episode, uh, well, I'll give you more insight as to how we really became friends and what a day looks like, and you know what the situation was. But we'll save that for its own episode. I can't wait. Uh, Travis Babcock, who told us about some of the logistics of the hall of fame has a question for you. He said, Arn, I'm sorry to bring up a possibly sore subject, but I recently rewatched the episode of raw where Austin pissed on you. And I have a two part question. Whose idea was that? And how did Austin feel about having to do it? Thanks for answering my question. He didn't like it. And Jack Lanza didn't like it. Who was the agent in charge of producing it? That's that's what Vince does. Mm-mm-mm. If you leave him, which we did, you know, we were the Tully and I were the first ones to break the contract when we're up there wrestling in '88, right? Yeah. So we we left, and it's 
it sparked a firestorm, which he never forgot. So I came back in the capacity as an agent and he did an angle with flair and that was the deal. So I was the catalyst to get whatever, do something. I would say, get heat on me because everyone knows I was Rick's best friend. Um, but Lanza didn't like it and Austin didn't like it. And they told me they went to Vince and he said, no, no, it'll be great. It was his way of paying me back for leaving him. Uh, Thomas Conifray, Arn, we have, let's do two more questions is up next. Would Arn recommend the job of wrestling agent to any retired wrestlers? It sounds like it is a very hard grind with as much travel as the wrestling crew. Yeah, it is. But I, th- I would never say don't take that job. We need veterans and guys that have been in the business and seen the business evolve and are current in the business. Plus they know what was current 20 years ago. You, you need that knowledge. We as veterans have to pass that knowledge on to the young guys and say, Hey, I know this is a different time, but here's the way we did it. It's been so long. You can get away with it. Here's something. They need guidance and they need to be saved from themselves sometimes. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Arn, our final question comes from Yambag Jones. You've heard his name before, right, on this show? Yambag? Yeah. He cannot help himself. This guy, he just he just has to go there every time. Uh, he says, love Yarn, but I got to ask, would you rather wrestle Elegante in a 60-minute Iron Man match or Cactus Jack in an exploding barbed wire death match. Boy, he really don't get this cat. Don't give you a way out, does he? <laughs> he sure doesn't. He that's our yam bag. He don't give you a way out. I mean, exploding barbed wire death match or a sixty-minute Iron Man match with Elegante, buddy. Well, knowing that he was not in the best of shape, ring shape, cardiovascular shape, I think I could actually put on my roller skates and run <laughs> Eligante to death and then double back and stomp his brains out if I had an hour to pull it off. Yeah. That exploding shit. There's really no way to uh, gauge how something's going to explode, is there? No, no, there's not. And, uh, buddy, why would you even risk falling into barbed wire? No way. Elegante, I feel like you get him off his legs. He'll, like you said, he'll lay there and you can just sit in the corner and count it down. Yeah. I mean, I know he couldn't breathe. That's for sure. Because he never had to, it's probably why, you know, he failed at basketball, man. You got to go up and down that court. Those guys are in cardiovascular excellence. Yambag, back to the drawing board for you for more Elegante shit. And uh, and I'm sure we'll get more opportunities again on the next Ask Arn. That's going to wrap us up for the February edition. If your question didn't get asked, no worries. We're saving them all. I have pages of questions here that I uh, supply to the research guy, Andrew Hermes, and he'll make sure that I get those back. Lots of great questions, lots of great content. Uh, but as we get out of here this week, don't forget that Arn Anderson, My Life is the Enforcer, the comic is available wherever you find books. 
All the orders have been shipped out, and the Kickstarter campaign was an enormous success. Arn will have these books in hand at all appearances and wants to hear what you think about them and is going to sign them for you. Isn't that right, Arn? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, thanks for your patience. Thanks for everybody that waited all that time. It was out of our control, but uh, everyone was really patient. I appreciate it. Very much. I hope you enjoy it. Most people are saying it's a one read. Sit down and it is, yeah, and just read it through, and you know, be wanting more when it's over instead of less, which was the goal. Guys, listen. If your business targets that twenty-five to fifty-four year old demographic, there's no better place to advertise than right here on the Arn Show, and you can do that by going to advertisewitharn.com right now. Fill out a little bit of that information, and Arn and I will put together a great ad read for you and make sure that we it, tell our audience all about your product or service. So check it out, advertisewitharn.com, and we'd be happy to make sure that we fill in the audience on your product or service and uh, tell them all about it. So check it out, very little waste, and we do have that super targeted audience. So check it out now. Arn, next week, we're returning back to the walk through your career. We're going to August, 1994, how you uh, really messed up now by turning on Dustin. Dusty makes his return to the team with his son, giving one of the best promos of the year where he calls you, my friend, a walk behind her. Ricky Steamboat suffers a career ending injury. This is going to be huge. Hulk wrestles flair in a rematch and a masked man attacks the new world champion. We're going to cover it all next week right here on the Arn Show. Arn, thank you so much for doing this. Ask Arn with me this week. Thank you. Thanks to everybody that put their questions in. I did my best. You did a great job. Arn, before we get out of here, I wanted to circle back with you on that question from Drew Landry. Is there that one match that you would go back in time and like to revisit if you could? I didn't want to. I, I was... I had that in the back of my mind, just thought of it before we wrapped up. You said, come back to it. Is there that one point in time you'd like to go back to? The first match I ever had, Albertville, Alabama, 50 people, maybe 100. I got chopped up like chop suey and uh, got paid off in hot dogs. Oh, that doesn't sound like a bad payoff right now. Three, I can eat a few hot dogs. Three, three hot dogs, four hot dogs, whatever it was. The you know, promoter came up after just witnessing me get the shit kicked out of me, solid, for seven, eight minutes, said, well, you know, house is down. Sorry, uh, can't afford to pay you this week, but I know you got to eat, so here. And actually handed me four hot dogs. Wow. And guess what? Halfway what? home, I ate them. Oh, yeah. Any toppings on those hot dogs? Nah, just, just didn't, need dog. didn't need them. There you go. Well, guys, on behalf of your hot dog eating champion, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on another episode of Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.